CBCs allow you to actually get to know your students. I am on a first name basis with basically anyone who's ever taken my course. You know, I know their businesses. I know the challenges that they've faced. Um, I love having that connection, which is really tough to have with an evergreen course where you don't really have much interaction with your students. Not everyone wants to sit on a two hour Zoom call or go into breakout rooms and talk with other students. You know, a lot of people are shy or embarrassed to get on camera, or maybe they have personal reasons for why they want to maintain their privacy. Evergreen courses allow them to learn all the information without subjecting them unnecessarily to synchronous meetings. Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about the pros and cons of cohort-based versus evergreen courses. First of all, what's the difference? Well, a cohort-based course, often called a CBC, is usually a fixed period of time, four weeks, six weeks, 90 days, something like that, and you go through the program with a cohort of your peers. They're taught a few times a year, and for example, I just finished up cohort number 10 of my Brand Deal Wizard program. However, with evergreen, sometimes called on-demand courses, students can enroll at any time. Typically, you can binge all the course content like a Netflix show in as much or as little time as you want. And over the last year, I have experimented with converting my live cohort into an evergreen program. And boy, oh boy, do I wish I could reach back in time to Justin from 12 months ago, place my hand on his shoulder and tell him the pros and the cons of cohort-based versus evergreen courses. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's happening. Who are you? Oh, I'm Justin from 12 months ago. I was floating through space time when I got sucked into a black hole. And now I'm here to talk about how awesome cohort-based courses are. Whoa, 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 not so fast. Wait a minute, who are you? Oh, I'm Justin from today and I've seen the light and I am here to debate Justin from 12 months ago about the power of evergreen courses. But if you're Justin from today, who am I? Uh, well, we, you know, we, we need a moderator, so just, uh, I don't know, don't worry about it. Okay, so by the end of this episode, you'll know whether a cohort-based or evergreen course is best for you, and more importantly, your audience slash customer, how much potential money you can make on each format, and honestly, the only thing I really care about, who is a better creator debater, Justin from 12 months ago or Justin from today? So let's get into opening arguments. All right, it's simple. People learn better when they're surrounded and supported by their peers. And not just that, accountability. People are busy, okay? And when they can mark off on their calendars that for these four weeks or these eight weeks, they can focus on accomplishing something, achieving some sort of transformation, they're able to devote their full attention to it. Also, access. One of the reasons that you can usually charge so much money for a cohort-based course is because students are able to get support directly from the teacher, right? Especially if there's usually no other way to interact with them, that's a huge thing. Also, the marketing is so much easier. If people know that enrollment is closing on a certain date and they won't be able to participate if they don't sign up now, that gets folks off the fence. There's a lot more, but at the end of the day, being able to intervene with a student directly and ensure that they don't fall behind and that they're actually learning the information is the true power of CBCs. All right, Justin from today, it's your turn. Why do cohort-based courses suck? 
Well, I'm going to take the high road here, and instead of dragging CBCs, I'm going to talk about the reasons that Evergreen courses are way better. First, people have different learning styles. Not everyone wants to sit on a two-hour Zoom call or go into breakout rooms and talk with other students. You know, a lot of people are shy or embarrassed to get on camera, or maybe they have personal reasons for why they want to maintain their privacy. Evergreen courses allow them to learn all the information without subjecting them unnecessarily to synchronous meetings. Next, not everyone needs accountability. There's a ton of people out there who are self-starters. You know, when they set their minds to something and and put a plan in place, uh, they make it happen. So requiring homework assignments and check-ins is just busy work. Also, the marketing is so much easier because now when a potential customer reaches out to you at the pinnacle of their excitement, you know, maybe they just watched one of your free YouTube videos or heard you on a podcast interview. They've got their credit card in hand. Instead of saying, well, you need to wait three months to get into my next cohort. You can say, sure, here's the link to get started today. There's more, but at the end of the day, your job as an educator should be to have the largest impact possible on the most amount of students possible, and that is the true power of Evergreen courses. Very interesting. Okay, so let's get into round one, which is all about the launch. A lot of people struggle with picking the right format of instruction for their first course. So Justin from today, why do you think folks should just stop fretting and pick Evergreen courses? Well, you know, if you're someone who knows that you can help people experience a transformation, but you're not super comfortable interacting with students live, an evergreen course is probably best for you. You know, the last thing you want is to let your fear of public speaking or poise in a live environment convolute the actual knowledge that you're trying to impart. You can take your time, right? You can script out your videos or your written lessons. You can create compelling resources and spend time perfecting them. People also think that CBCs are great if the order in which you teach something really matters and it would like really complicate things if your students skipped around, but you can drip out material in an evergreen course as well. For example, you can only unlock certain modules once you complete certain actions or you know maybe you unlock sections after a certain number of days since enrollment. You know, we also have to talk about scalability. Especially if you have a sizable audience, evergreen courses are kind of like software in that you create it once and then if one person enrolls or a thousand people enroll, you don't have to expend any more effort. And correct me if I'm wrong, Justin from 12 months ago, but your Brand Deal Wizard live cohorts are capped at 50 creators. Am I wrong? Seems like a lot of work for a little impact. Wow, it's getting spicy in here. Justin from 12 months ago, your response on launching? Look, evergreen courses sound great, except what happens when you lock yourself in a room for six months, creating what you think is a stellar course only to emerge and say, ta-da, and no one wants it or buys it. I can't tell you how many creators I've spoken with that that has happened to. Instead, cohort-based courses allow you to iterate based on the feedback that your students give you each time. If I compared the material of what I just taught in cohort 10 of my Brand Deal Wizard course to cohort one, it is indistinguishable. For example, it used to be six weeks, but I got feedback from my students that they felt it was too long and some of the material was extraneous, so I trimmed it down to four weeks. Another example, I'm reading books. I'm going to conferences. I'm learning about negotiation strategy day in and day out. And I've learned a ton since I started educating creators, stuff that I'm able to incorporate back into the course. 
Would I really re-record a bunch of videos if I had an evergreen program? I don't know. Also, CBCs allow you to actually get to know your students. I am on a first name basis with basically anyone who's ever taken my course. You know, I know their businesses. I know the challenges that they've faced. Um, I love having that connection, which is really tough to have with an evergreen course where you don't really have much interaction with your students. So Justin from today, maybe being aloof and detached from your students is just how you roll. Whoa, 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 calm down you two because that is the end of round one. Moving on to round two, let's talk about cash money. Justin from today, spill the beans. You're making fat stacks with your on-demand courses, right? I don't know about fat stacks, but so far so good. Here's all the pros, okay? I can now run evergreen webinars. This is a free comprehensive 60 minute presentation that goes into extreme detail about my pitching methodology, for example. And then at the end of it, I talk about the evergreen version of my brand deal wizard program, which is paid. Now I had never done any webinars before and I never quite appreciated how powerful it would be to have a much more in-depth overview of how I could serve people in that way. You know, I kind of figured that, you know, all my free YouTube content or podcast appearances or even the sales page for the course would be enough. Um, but, uh, you know, for a, for a lot of potential students, it's a significant investment. So they understandably needed something more substantial that talked about what's included, uh, you know, more testimonials, uh, more about the outcomes that they could expect and so on. Also, I have now started experimenting with paid ads. You know, I can now get in front of people who don't know, who don't know who I am yet. Right. And send them straight to the webinar every single day where I can get them into my ecosystem and, and serve them on a, a larger scale. You know, the thing about cohort based courses is that, yes, you can have big launches where you can make five or even six figures in a very short time period. But it is super hard to forecast revenue. You know, especially if you're growing a team, it is hard to plan headcount because if you have two or three major capital injections throughout the year, what happens if one of those launches doesn't go so well? You know, you're now in a really tough spot. You know, evergreen courses, on the other hand, if you can maintain a steady flow of interested customers, that can provide so much more revenue predictability. And let me just tell you, it is hard to describe the feeling of waking up and having made a sale at 3 a.m. in the morning. It's just pure magic. Fascinating. Okay, Justin from 12 months ago, are six-figure launches realistic for cohort-based courses? Are you basically swimming in bathtubs full of money? To clarify, I do have a hot tub, but it's filled with water, not money. Well, maybe one day, okay? Well, here's the thing. You know, if faced with a decision to make a change or improvement in their lives, most people will choose inaction over action. It's just human nature. You know, the fear of choosing incorrectly and not experiencing the change is just too much. But if you are someone who truly believes that what you have to teach is going to have a profound impact, then it's your job to do everything in your power to help people get off the fence. Now, I'm not talking about hustling anyone or false scarcity. Cohort-based courses are unrivaled at constructing legitimate time-bound consequences for not taking action in your life or your business. You know, the first cohort of my course, I had three paying students. The next cohort was five, then it was seven, then it was 16, and then I increased the investment from $1,000 to $2,000, and then the next cohort had 42, then 48, and then I increased the investment again to 3,000, and that's when enrollments went down. 
You know, so another learning lesson is that it, it takes a while to figure out the price elasticity of what you're selling. You know, and candidly, I, I still haven't quite figured it out, you know, but I treat every new cohort as a learning opportunity to figure out how to best serve my students, you know, ensure that the price accurately reflects the value and allows my business to continue to operate and thrive. Speaking of price, you know, I found that, you know, people will generally pay more for a higher touch learning experience. You know, there's still somewhat of a, of a stigma, although it's like slowly going away, that most online evergreen courses, you can just get them for 50 bucks and they're kind of of questionable value. And so when you start charging multiple hundreds or even thousands of dollars for your cohort-based course, you know, there's a, a perceived legitimacy and it often attracts a different, more serious uh, type of student. You know, so yes, I have made hundreds of thousands of dollars on my live cohort over the last few years and it's been life-changing, but it didn't happen overnight. Well done, gentlemen, and that is the end of round two. But before we get into round three, a word from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and their creator network. If you're struggling to find time to grow your email list, I've got some super exciting news to share that'll level up your newsletter. ConvertKit just launched the creator network so creators like us can partner with each other to grow our newsletter subscribers. Imagine recommending awesome creators to your new subscribers and in return, having them recommend you to their engaged audience. It's a game-changing win-win scenario. What makes the creator network so special? Well, it simplifies list growth for busy creators. In less than 10 minutes, you'll be able to join, find similar creator newsletters, and begin swapping recommendations. You'll be amazed by how your email subscribers grow on autopilot. I joined not too long ago, and I've gained almost a thousand additional subscribers without doing anything. <laughs> Pretty dope, right? So you can join the Creator Network today by clicking the link below or visiting creatornetwork.com. That's creatornetwork.com. All right, let's get into round three, which is about lifestyle. Justin from 12 months ago, don't cohort-based courses kind of go against the time freedom goal that most creators have? Aren't you just giving yourself another exhausting nine to five job? So while it's true that cohort-based courses require you as the teacher to show up on certain days and times, if you love what you do, it won't feel like a job. In fact, it feels like the opposite. You're getting paid to teach something that you, you would do for free. You know, before I started Brand Deal Wizard, all of my friends who were creators would always text me for, for help with their brand deal negotiations because they knew that I was a nerd about it and I love doing it. You know, I crave connection with people who are interested in the same things I am. You know, the fact that I get to work with all different kinds of creators and help them get savvier with their sponsorship strategies and grow their businesses is so unbelievably fun to me. You know, plus the whole time freedom thing, I think is a myth perpetuated by people who have never taken an extended vacation or leave. You know, people think that's the dream, but I can almost guarantee that the vast majority of folks would get bored out of their minds after a few months of sitting on a beach, right? And so the real question becomes, the real thought experiment is, what will you get excited about doing on a random Thursday afternoon in February, let's say? Now, on the subject of the lift required to run a CBC, I'll, I'll be honest, that my team and I put like our all into the live Brand Deal Wizard cohorts, and my, my physical cup feels very empty by the, by the end of those four weeks. But my emotional cup is overflowing because of the impact that we're able to have on our students. 
All right, Justin from today, talk to me about the lifestyle advantages of evergreen courses. Well, it's pretty simple. There may exist a point in the future where you find new interests and might not want to teach your course live anymore. Maybe you want to start a podcast or start making videos on social media. Maybe you want to write a book. If a huge chunk of your time and mental space is devoted to teaching cohort-based courses during these big chunks of your calendar, it's going to be hard for you to accomplish those larger goals that you have. Evergreen courses allow you to impact people every single day. And of course, you need to make sure that the material continues to stay relevant, but having a way for people to learn from you that doesn't require you to be tied up on a Zoom call teaching stuff is what everyone should aspire to. Now, let's talk about the argument that a lot of CBC creators make, which is that the completion rates of evergreen courses suck. You know, some studies have, have said that less than 5% of students complete on-demand courses. But I'll borrow a conjecture from my friend Jay Klaus, who said that he thinks that's because evergreen courses suck, most of them, right? And I tend to agree. Um, and if you can create an amazing experience coupled with strategic intervention measures like email automations to ensure people are, you know, continuing to learn and not get hung up, I think your rates of completion and impact will be through the roof. Super interesting. Well, Justin from 12 months ago and Justin from today, it is time to make your final appeal. On the other end of your camera, on the other end of your microphone is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision. Convince them that launching a cohort-based course or an evergreen course is the better option. Oh, wait, wait, what's happening? Oh no, it seems as though a rip in the fabric of space-time is causing Justin from 12 months ago and Justin from today to fuse together Captain Planet style into a single, all-knowing, all-powerful, cinematically convenient super creator. Yes, it is I, Justin, from the past, the present, and the future. I'm here to discuss what's probably on everyone's mind. Come on, Justin, drop the act. Tell us what you really think. So both cohort-based courses and evergreen courses are awesome. Now, I got to admit, I, I was skeptical at first because there's so much magic in the live cohort environment, and I, I wasn't sure whether I could have the same impact on creators in an on-demand setting. Now, I felt like the ability to present a new framework or a way of thinking and be able to answer people's questions about it in real time was the secret sauce to learning about how to create a robust sponsorship strategy. But I had no data to back that up other than my own fear. And so we thought long and hard, and when we launched the evergreen version of the course, we also included access to several live office hours that are held regularly. You know, what I realized was that probably 80% of the live cohort is pure knowledge transfer. Like I've just got to download this information from my brain into yours, right? And that doesn't make a lot of sense for certain students. So instead, let me deliver that information to you asynchronously and focus our synchronous time together on solving your most important issues. But the beautiful part is that I'm still planning on doing both. You know, I now have the ability to serve different types of students with different learning styles. However, I am probably going to reduce the number of live cohorts that I do because I've seen the light, so to speak. You know, previously I, I was scared to kind of screw up something that seemed to be working. 
But I have this North Star to help creators big and small land a million sponsorships by 2032. And there's no way that I'm gonna make that happen if all I do is teach cohorts of 50 creators three times a year. So creating that long-term vision helped give me the courage to explore new teaching styles and make significant structural changes to the way that my business operates. Because at the end of the day, for me, it's about student outcomes. What can I do to optimize how and what I'm teaching to allow for the most amount of creators to really, truly learn this stuff? You know, some prefer reading, some prefer listening, some prefer watching videos, some prefer asking questions live. You know, none of those learning styles are more right than others. And so if you're still on the fence and you can't seem to make a decision about the best type of course format for you, just think about your students. Heck, you can ask them, ask your audience or potential customers about their learning preferences, right? It's gonna evolve over time, of course, but if you can focus on how you can best serve them, the success, money, and impact will follow. If you enjoyed this episode, there's one simple thing that you can do that is totally free and truly helps us out. Will you tell a friend about Creator Debates? Whether it's sending them a text message with a link to this episode or posting about it somewhere on the internet, the only way that we can reach more creators is with your help spreading the word. So thank you. All right, that's a wrap. Until next time, 